Ayers on the Road, Parenting in a Modern World. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And hi there. We have been on the road this week. Um, we've had a great time just running back and forth, taking care of kids and grandkids and having a lot of fun. By the way, Linda, you know, I like that little jingle, that little tune that leads into Ayers on the Road. Da, 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 da. I thought it was kind of schmaltzy and cheesy at first, but I've kind of developed an affection for it. You're just getting old. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Oh, man. It is always fun to be back online and talking with whoever happens to be in the car or cleaning their garage or whatever you're doing on a day like this um, in the fall. We Well, we're getting to fall. Gosh. It's coming into it. You know, I, I went out. We're at Park City today, and we love it up here this time of year. And I went outside today to try to get our barn ready. We've got to bring the horses here in a little bit. And and you know what, Linda? There is an autumnal feel in the air. It's the first day I've really noticed it here. And you can't quite tell what it is. I mean, there's no leaves turning yet, and uh, it's still a warm day. The sky is blue, and you think, well, it's a summer day. But there's something different. It's like the slant of the light or something about the feel. You just say, ah, Autumn's coming, fall is coming. Now you're not going to see that in in lower elevations just yet, or or in cities. But man, here in the mountains, autumn has begun. Yeah, maybe not in Arizona, but other than that, it's still boiling there. Um, but I do have to say, it kind of felt like the end of summer for us last night because our our oldest daughter and her husband and kids, the Loosely family just returned from a crazy one-month journey in the national parks. It was the park-to-park uh, -park old highway road from to 12 different national parks. The I think it was the 12 original, original national parks, yeah. and it's the 100th anniversary of the beginning of the National Park Service. And I just, you know, when I first heard of this idea, I thought, wait a second, you're going to take five little kids and you're going to, go, well, mostly little, and you're going to go camping in one side after another for a month. I couldn't think of anything worse, but the more, the more we got their Instagrams and the more we saw how much fun they were having and the beauty, oh, my gosh. Incredible. You know, these national parks, we don't treasure them enough. We've all been to some of them or a few of them, but, man, they really – and I think our daughter Saren's going to actually do a little booklet, which is a family guide to national parks. And I think that's overdue because everybody knows they're there and everybody knows you can go to Yellowstone Park and see Old Faithful and so on. But what, do you, what are the best things for kids in each of these parks? And apparently two of their friends, this was their brainchild, they, they, the Lutheans did not think of it, but they were invited to come, and first of all, they thought, oh, no, we can't possibly take a month off work, but both of them really realized that they could have, they have a 16-year-old who can drive, so while he was driving from park to park, they were in the car working like crazy online and on the phones and so on and getting things done, and it really was pretty amazing. When they got home last night, they felt like They'd kept up pretty well with work, but that they had had the most amazing adventure with their kids that you they know, will never forget. And that leads into some, we're, 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 as usual, we're taking a while getting to our official topic for the day. But what you just said, Linda, reminds me of something we, 
we can't stress often enough, and that is that, uh, you know, as we are out advocating for families and encouraging parents and marriage partners to prioritize their, their kids and their family and so on, it's interesting that occasionally we get misunderstood and someone says, well, what do you want? Do you want things to go back to the Aussie and Harriet days? Are you advocating for the 50s? Are you are you wanting families to be what they used to be, where roles were very clear and the mom was always home with the kids and the dad was always out bringing home the bacon and so on? And our answer is no, my goodness. Who would want to go back to an era when we have so many better things going for us today? We're, we're believers in a lot of the good that the women's movement has done. There may be some mixed blessings, but there is more equality today. And even more than that, we're excited about how much more active men are in raising kids and really being real partners with their their wives. So we're not looking for some retrospective step backwards into time. We're saying let's step into the future and let's create the kind of families that nobody even had thought of 50 or 60 years ago, the kind of families that are true partnerships between the, the mom and the dad, the husband and the wife, where everything's shared, where everybody works together to create this wonderful kind of a household. And I'm just going to mention that, uh, I'm just going to tie this in, Linda, I hope you don't mind, but but we you know, one of the things that happens in what we do and in what some of our kids do where they're writing blogs that are read by millions of people about families, most of the comments and feedback we get, <clears throat> excuse me, are pretty is pretty positive. But there are some narkers out there and some critics and cynics and so on. And one came in the other day that I couldn't resist. It said, you know, it was addressed to, to you and I, honey, and it basically said, you know, all your daughters and your daughters-in-law are so capable. Wouldn't it be wonderful if they, if, if it wasn't for your family culture that sort of makes them stay at home and be moms, think how much they could accomplish in the world. Think how many contributions they could make and how brilliantly they could be in their professions and careers. And I just couldn't resist. I, I wrote a little article that we're going to post later today on on your blog linda ir realm what's the actual name irrealm.blogspot.com which is just something i think needs to be said essentially saying look the way forward excuse me is not for not for women to keep trying their hardest to to be more like the traditional roles of men it's just the opposite it's for men to keep trying harder to get more involved in the role that used to be the exclusive domain of women namely doing the most important thing of all raising kids being part of a growing family being a working partner in in the most important work we ever do which is the next generation yeah, absolutely. It's so true. I mean, it's hard. It's a much harder job than um, going off to work if you're home with children, and even harder if you also have a job, and then you're coming home to take care of children. But obviously the job, to us at least, obviously the job that you're doing in raising your children is the most important thing you can do. We just the more the farther we go in life, the more we see dysfunctional families and so on, the more we realize it starts with the parenting and not always, obviously, there's some just plain rebellious souls, but it so often starts 
in the family and and having that nurturing and the what it takes to raise a child at home whether it's a mother or father is the most important thing you can do you know c.s lewis probably said it best you know you long-time listeners know how much we love c.s lewis and one of our favorite quotes is when he said the homemaker is the ultimate career all other careers exist for only one purpose, and that is to support this ultimate career. Boy, you can't say it any more directly than that. So we're not saying your career is not important, your job's not important, your work's not important. Of course it is, and, and we know that the norm today is that both man and wife are working, but what a wonderful thing to think of that work, that career, as fulfilling and great and something you want to contribute in, sure. But to think of it as the support mechanism for the thing that never ends, namely your family, that's, that just makes so much more sense. And, and our belief and our finding over all these years is that people who, who think of it that way, the career supports the family, not the other way around, the family supporting the career. Uh, they're happier. They're they're more they're more fulfilled in life than those who reverse it. Well, and don't think for one minute in that little um, tirade that they just went through that you're <laughs> not working if you're home with the children. Well, yeah. Man, that is the hardest job of all. I mean, you ha- you have to be everything: the cook, the chauffeur, the counselor, the you know everything, and uh, it really is amazing the difference it can make. And boy, you know, day on day. Just one day at a time. It is really uh, in the trenches a lot of times. Boy, I'll say. It's really hard stuff. But, boy, you can sure see that it makes a huge difference. And I know some of you out there with children that say, no, my kids have wandered off on other paths and they're, they're doing their own thing and all that work is down the drain. And the answer to that is no. It is. It always makes a difference. Everything you invest in the kids will eventually turn to a positive thing now so again uh, you know we don't have it up yet but anytime today uh, we're we're taping the show for those who'll hear it later but we're doing it live today on the 20th of of august and uh by this evening saturday evening that post will be up if, if any of you are interested in it on, on just the whole notion that the equality we want in families and the equality we want in gender and, and and between man and woman is not achieved ideally by women taking on the traditional men's roles and trying to be exactly the same as men. It's the reverse. It's men moving more toward a priority on the home, the family, the things that eternally and lifetime matter. I mean, you never hear anyone on their deathbed saying, oh, man, I wish I'd spend a little more time with my business. It's always the other way around. Now, what we want to, those of you that follow BYU Radio and look online, you see that the name of the show today is what, what can be done, what are the advantages of getting together as parents in groups. We want to talk a little about that. Parenting, it turns out, through our research and experiences, in some ways, one of the problems is it's so lonely. There are a lot yeah, of moms, particularly, job. who are out there saying, nobody has this problem. No one's ever faced this. I'm all by myself. I'm cooped up here in this house with these kids. I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm lonely. And, and one of the great things, and this is accomplished by Joy Schools, it's accomplished by some other things we're going to mention in the second half of the home, the more you're in touch and in communication, both personally and online, with other parents who have kids about the same age as you, 
the more ideas you get, the more commiseration you get, the more motivation you get, and it's just a way to make it not so lonely. And it works for grandparents, too. We're going to talk in the second half about some things we're doing with baby boomer age people to try to get everyone excited and brainstorming about proactive grandparenting. So whatever the age you are, we're going to talk in the second half about how it helps to communicate more with other parents of the same age and situation. And especially for moms, because mothers groups have been my salvation through my life. We started with a little mothers group. We're still meeting as grandmothers, and we're still calling it the mothers group because we're still mothers. And, you know, we whether it's a book club or whether it's a music group that you're working with or whatever, an art group, whatever, it, it, it's worth what it takes to organize something and keep in touch. We'll be right back after this short break on Ayers on the Road. Ayers on the Road. Parenting in a modern world. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer. So we're talking about how it can help a lot to communicate with other parents of your same age and in your same situation and how to bring that about. Linda, I think we first started learning how valuable that was when our kids were very small and when we were doing Joy School. And you as a mom had a mother's joy school group, and, and the mother's part of it was as important as the kid's part of it. Well, you know, it's so interesting. So many times parents come up to me when we do speeches or um, time out for women or other things that we've done and just say, I'm a joy school mom. My best friends in life still are the are the joy school moms that we had, in fact, I just went, um, in our church we have a program called Visiting Teaching and everybody's assigned to go visit um, other women in the ward, like two or three other women, as a couple. And we just went up to a new assignment the other day and it was the the daughter-in-law of somebody I used to do joy school with. And it was so fun to remember those days. And, and her little kids, this little daughter-in-law's kids, looked exactly like the kids that I used to teach from their family. <laughs> it was funny. so fun. Um, these are just lifelong relationships. But at the time you're a young mother, it's just, it is such a lonely job. It's so important, whether, whether it's joy school or whether it's something else that you do. Well, let me just Take back together. up. Let me just back up a little for those of you that may. Most of you who are listening probably know about Joy School. It's a preschool curriculum where moms actually do, sometimes dads, but mostly moms rotate as the teachers. So they form a little group, and then uh, JoySchool.com sends them the materials. And the the curriculum obviously is based around joy, the joy of the seasons, the joy of the body, the joy of the earth, the joy of setting goals, the joy of communicating, so on and so on. But but the point we're getting to today is that in order to have a joy school, a group of moms, ideally four or five moms, get together and, and have a mother's group and decide we're going to be the teachers and we're going to rotate. It's going to be at your house this week and at your house this next week and so on. They meet a couple times a week with the kids, the preschoolers. But what really turned out to surprise us when we were first starting joy school is how many moms were saying, hey, this is wonderful for my kids. I love the joy curriculum and so on. But you know what? It's even better 
for me because now we have these regular meetings as moms to plan who's going to teach when and to go over what we're going to teach and get the materials together. But what's really happening is we're meeting as moms and talking about our children, their development, how we're doing with them, what our problems are, what's hard for us, where the challenges are, how we meet those challenges. And the feedback we were getting is thanks for helping us as moms not to be so lonely in the raising of these preschool kids. Well, and not only that, over and over again, parents come to us, moms come to me and say, thank you for teaching me how to have joy because oh, I'm yeah. the one that really got it. If you're going to teach it, you're going to learn it. And, and you know, a lot of moms do it year after year because of their kids go through. And they just say, I learn something new every year. And I realize the best part of parenting little preschoolers is the joy that they bring, even though it's also the very hardest. I mean, let's face it, preschoolers are either adorable or horrible, and there's not a lot in between. But they are so fun to work with. They are so creative and open and sponges, and they'll take in anything that that you feed them. You know, I've never really thought of it exactly this way, Linda, but I think that those early experiences, which is now a lot lot of years ago for us, and and seeing how much parents benefited by getting together and talking about parenting and about their challenges and so on, I think that really did play a role in what we ended up doing for the last 25 or 30 years, namely going out and speaking and facilitating groups of parents, leading discussion groups and so on, uh, church groups as well as secular groups where where our role is not so much to give a speech but to get a discussion going. What are the biggest challenges you're facing now with your family? How are you dealing with those? Where parents are basically sharing ideas with each other and commiserating. I mean, one of the things we've learned is it does a, it does you quite a bit of good. This sounds a little weird in a way, but it does a lot of parents quite a bit of good just to know that other parents are having problems, you know, because you tend to think you're the only one, and and you come out of there feeling like, wow, we're all in the trenches, as you like to say, Linda. We're all struggle. We're fellow strugglers, but we can all learn from each other. So. Really, one way to think about our whole speaking career is we've just kind of been building on that idea that parents need to get together and talk about things, which leads me to one more quick thing, and that is that's what we're doing now. We're, we are, you know, most of our speaking is is now getting to be, because we're getting a little older, so we're speaking more and more to grandparents. And we're uh, some of you know that we've, we're now speaking starting in November and going every month or two. We're going to be holding, I don't know if they're classes or seminars or discussion groups, but up in Heber Valley, this beautiful place in the mountains of Utah at Zermatt Resort, this fantastic sort of Swiss-style resort, where where grandparents, I'm just going to say, although, you know, they might not all be grandparents, people who are baby boomers, people in their 50s and 60s can come for a, a couple of days and they can fish and ride bikes and ride horses and have a good time. But also they can go to these classes where we're talking about how do you approach the last 20 years of your life? How do you protect your health and your wealth? But most important, how do you be an effective, proactive grandparent? So when you think about it, Linda, it's the same thing we've always done. It's getting people together 
and brainstorming about how to deal with the most important roles of our lives. Yeah, actually we have a group of really wonderful, stimulating friends that meet once a month during the year. We have we've had a hiatus for the summer, but we're about to start again. And it is so delightful to meet with them because they are great thinkers and they keep us thinking and they and they, they give us ideas. Give us ideas and and you know it is so great to just go mind to mind uh, there's so, there's so much trivia that you have to deal with when you're raising kids and um just you know going through normal life and it's just so great to take the time to really do something that's quality um in fact i was just thinking just going back to joy school for a minute um because a lot of people think how how long can you just teach a child to be joyful <laughs> i mean what do you Forever. do <laughs> i mean how do you break it down how do you do it and and for people that haven't heard uh, about it there is um a great explanation on uh, our website um should we send them just to joy schools no you just joyschools.com we got to put an s. s on the joyschools.com but I want to continue on on the the idea of how getting together, you know, because you, I think what you do so well, Linda, with with moms and our daughter Saren now, our oldest daughter, has this organization called PowerOfMoms.com, and it's basically the same thing. It's the idea of look, I mean, we've got we've got conferences for everything else. We've got professional conference of all kinds, whatever job you work at or have worked at. Chances are there's been a convention or an association meeting or some kind of a professional conference where you get together and learn how to do your job better. Well, for goodness sake, why would we not do that with the most important role of our lives, that of parents and marriage partners? So Power of Moms holds these seminars. We're honored to have some of them in our home right here where we're sitting today in Park City. Well, and now they're doing a huge online thing. They did it last year, too, and had 40... 40 to 60,000 moms participating online in the three or four day seminar. And a few dads, I'll bet. I tuned in. And, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm sure there were. Because dads are trying to be more like moms. But they're doing it again this year, even though our daughter is just, we're so proud of her. She's done such a great job with this, but she's a glutton for punishment. <laughs> she's just so hard to do these, but she's so committed to getting these experts together who can really talk to moms about what they need to think about and, and give them some creative new ideas. And so they're doing that again in mid-October, and if you're interested out there, um, you can just go to powerofmoms.com, and uh, it'll give you dates and how to get involved. It's free, and it's just pretty amazing. You know, when you think about it, honey, that's what, and again, we sound a little proud of our kids, we are, but our, our a couple of daughters who write really large viewership blogs. A lot of you follow Shawnee, our second daughter, 71toes.com, um, with the numeral 71toes.com. And, and our daughter Sadie, who's, I think, bostonshumways.blogspot.com. But and wait, even... and, our, and our youngest daughter, Charity, oh, who yeah. has a huge following now that she's just had her new first new baby, and uh, she went through uh, the millennial deal trying to find somebody to marry and then found, finally found the perfect guy, and now they have this first little baby. And it is so fun to be in on that uh, little dialogue. But and my, yeah, but my, point, but my point is they're doing, I mean, I see if you agree, Linda, they're doing the same thing we're talking about in this, 
in this show. They're bringing a community of similar interests, similar age parents together in, in the blog case online, electronically, but accomplishes the same thing, sharing ideas, commiserating with each other, realizing we're all in this together, realizing yeah. that everybody has problems. And by the way, Charity, the youngest one's blog is hard to forget, drippingwithpassion.blogspot.com. And it might even just be .com. But anyway, it, she is dripping with passion. I mean, that's a perfect description of her. So if She's you want to see some passion, go there. She was always a, dra- a little drama when she lived with us in our home. Drama queen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But back to the point. So, I mean, we're trying to just shoot all around this because Whoever you are as a parent or as a grandparent or as a marriage partner, wherever you are in your family, you will benefit by talking and communicating more than you do right now with other people in similar situations. Now, you can do that one-on-one with your best friend. You can talk and so on. But something about getting together groups, whether it's a joy school group or whether it's a seminar you go to or whatever it is, something about the critical mass of several people in the same situation talking about how we're doing and how we can do better. It's a powerful thing, and it really motivates people. It does, and if you're a young mother, really give this some consideration of what you can do. It just it makes you so much more productive. If you're an older mom and or a grandmother like I am, uh, and had groups that when you were younger, uh, go back to them or organize your own. In fact, we are just, I was just writing an email before we started the show, 10 seconds before, to some friends who we used to play violins with. When we were young mothers, we were all holding our feet with our, our feet, we were holding our music stands because there were babies crawling underneath us. And the only thing, the only thing we didn't figure out to do with all those kids, eight or nine kids while we were playing uh, string quartets, was to nurse the baby and play at the same time. We could not do that. But other than that, we could do almost anything, you know, anything. <laughs> Did you ever try that? Uh, that puts an interesting picture in my mind of you nursing, playing the violin at the same time. <laughs> I did not. That is not going to work. But um, almost any other thing. But it is so fun because now we're getting back together. One, uh, Two of them actually are now in California, and we're going out to play for a fireside that we're doing out at the um, is it San Diego Visitor Center. No, the the Oakland Visitor Center. I mean the Oakland, Center. yeah, Oakland yeah. Visitor Center. And so we're all we're going to get together and play again and it's just so fun to have those connections. It's a it's a great um support for any mom we're or dad. Even, boy, I keep thinking of more and more things with that tie this theme. We're even doing cruises now that we call life in full cruises where we invite parents to come along and spend time on the sea days while we're traveling around talking about how to be a better grandparent. So it, it all really comes down to, and I would say if there's one thing I wish people knew about us personally, Linda, it's that you know don't think of Richard and Linda Iyer as the parenting experts who are going to tell you all this stuff that you're supposed to do. We're not gurus. We're fellow strugglers, but we have learned that when we get parents together, when we get couples together, brainstorming, thinking, good things happen. So if you want some homework from today's show, go online and go to uh, joyschools.com. Look at the groups you can form. Go to powerofmoms.com or 
alternatively, just call up a few of your friends and say, hey, why don't we get together once a month and talk about our families? So we wish you the very best for this week, and um, good luck back to school and into fall. And we'll see you again next week on Ayers on the Road. Bye-bye. Bye.